another episode of Tales in Suburbia. I'm Ashley. Melinda. And we're going to be discussing uh, our spiritual beliefs, our history that we've, like our personal histories behind our spiritual beliefs, uh, what we've learned and what we currently believe, I guess, where we're at in our journeys. So I'll let Melinda start because... Snacks annoyed by that, but sorry, I was looking at snacks for a, another episode. <laughs> if you see where we're going with these here, baby. So where did it start? I, my parents didn't really push religion on us very much. My mom was raised Southern Baptist, like that's a whole thing. And my dad was raised like Catholic, then went into like Pentecostal. So like I think. Catholicism than Pentecostal. Pentecostal is like Catholicism, like on steroids, I believe. I could be wrong. So nobody take my words for anything. Pentecostal is the speaking in tongues. Yes, my grandma does that. Yeah. Or she, my grandma passed away. My grandma um, did that. She's, Mm -hmm. and she's very attached to her Bible and would read me verses when she lived with us. What else? My mom Southern. So my mom is always like searching for like a Southern Baptist church in her areas, which are really hard to find in California. Um, didn't your coworker used to go to one? No, I think she was straight up just Christian, Christian, like evangelical, right? I've, I'm pretty sure she was Baptist. Like okay. in high school, I remember her claiming that status. I wow, I, she does not give me that vibe. She gives you that vibe. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I hit my knee on something. He, honestly, she gives me like a um, Mennonite vibe. <laughs> if anything. Um, but I'm, I swear she said that's, that was her denomination. She might have. In high school. I don't, I mean, I don't go around asking people their stuff. Maybe I should have. Maybe I would have helped my mom out. My mom still talks about that to today. About, I just want to find, like, a nice Baptist church. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be, like, the same thing, like, you remember, like, growing up for some reason. I don't know. I never went to them. The only services I ever went to were Catholic services. I think if your mom really wanted to find a Southern Baptist church, like, Zoom, she could probably find something that she could virtually log into, honestly. Yeah. Maybe she just wants to feel a part of a congregation. I think that I think community because my dad was not big on religion. My dad is big on religion on Ash Friday. Right. Right. Ash Wednesday. Uh, oh, Ash. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know anymore. You guys, I'm half asleep on Ash Day. <laughs> he's that's where he's at. I'm sorry if I'm being offensive, you guys. <laughs> Ash, I'm telling you, I wasn't really raised in religion. My parents kind of like left us to our own i think they tried to instill it in them but because they came from like different backgrounds they wanted different things and so they just never could agree on like what they wanted to go to so my dad did like his thing but he didn't really incorporate us and then my mom would try and take us but she never found a place she liked and then um if relatives were in town it was catholic services because that's what the majority mm. of my family was. Even some of my mom's family was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then as I got older, like I went to like, you know, the newer Christian churches um, where they had like the rock bands trying to get us youngins to, you know, get into it. Yeah. What was that one band? Oh, Skillet. They would play all the churches, that little, that Christian rock alternative band. Never heard of them. No. Okay. Well, it was during the time of the emo, like right. revolution. And a lot so, of, a lot of, um, like hardcore or screamo bands were actually Christian. Yeah. Like which is what I found type. out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. My other foray into religion was I used to go to church camps with Ashley. I would go to services with Ashley and her grandma too growing up. I went to your church a lot with you. I remember doing that. Yeah. Your church was cool. Everybody was really nice. Yeah. It was a good community. It was a good community. We had been a part of that church for a long time. Yeah. So um, that's also my other foray is I would go with Ashley to her church uh, events or her church um for services too yeah and with your grandma I remember going with your grandma and then we would go with your mom mm-hmm. yeah so I <laughs> I was raised um pretty conservatively in my family because there's Italian and Greek and mm-hmm. uh we are the majority of my family I think currently that are still alive would probably fall under Catholicism I was not raised in Catholicism. I was raised Mm -hmm. Protestant. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was raised, uh, I believe, first of all, Greek Orthodox, because her dad was from Greece. Oh, that makes sense. And then they kind of shifted, I think, because he got remarried. And so they shifted more towards Pentecostal. And then they, my mom, my grandma shifted again because she married a Catholic. And then they kind of found a middle ground with Protestantism. Anyway, so she I feel through- like that's like the wave. Like yeah. that's how it works out. Yeah. So she went through a lot of different phases. And so my mom and her siblings were raised Protestant, but around mm-hmm. Catholics at the same time because mm-hmm. like I said, her cousins were Catholic. So I was raised kind of understanding both. Like I always went to um Catholic funerals or weddings, things like that. And then I also had church you know we would go to church every sunday the Mm -hmm. church the church that i grew up with was fine like there was a good community there we always felt supported there i was in plays uh in the church i went to a christian school until kindergarten like through kindergarten so i was used to Mm -hmm. that integration of religion and then my when my grandmother died when i was in fifth grade my mom kind of stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. She would take, well, we stopped going for a couple of years. And then in middle school, I asked her to take me and she would take me and then sit in the parking lot. I would go in for service. And then I remember because my grandmother was such a core part of this congregation, mm-hmm. they would ask me, um, like my identity was tied to my grandmother. And so I started to notice that I was not treated as like a whole human I was treated Mm -hmm. like Betty's granddaughter and so um I didn't really like that it didn't make me it it just was too hard I think it was like too sad honestly I like it brought up sad emotions in me because it was just bringing back the fact that my grandmother was no longer here so I asked my mom if we could stop 
going. And then in high school, I did have like Christian friends. And so sometimes I'd go to their churches, but I wasn't routinely going every Sunday. It was very sporadic. And then by the time college hit, Mm -hmm. I was pretty much done going to services. And it wasn't because I stopped believing in the faith. It was because I felt like a hypocrite going to church. I felt like that shame and guilt of going to church consistently because I was not what I viewed as living in like that life Mm -hmm. living in that faith. And so because my brain works very like black and white, I kind of was like, Oh, I don't think I can partake because I'm not, I like, I go out drinking on the weekends and you know, I have, I no longer have my virginity. (laughs) Like You're just hitting all of the bad things right there. (laughs) I, uh, I just felt like it wasn't, I wasn't honoring that belief system enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I kind of, I don't know. I just kind of stopped going and disengaging. I think I was still praying, but yeah. I wasn't really um, believing. And then it got to a point. I don't even know when necessarily the shift happened in me, but I kind of stopped believing in it altogether as a belief system, because I saw a lot of people in my personal life and obviously in the public that called themselves Christians and to me were not living in the, in the faith. And so, Mm -hmm. because I kept seeing it over and over again, and I understand that people make mistakes, but it was like the vitriol and the hate that they were spewing that kind of clued me into uh organized religion to me is is a it's a weapon of control and then I guess you just start like learning more about other religions like I took religion courses in in college and Mm -hmm. other belief systems and you start to realize like it is a weapon of oppression and so I kind of pulled away from that um I respect everyone else's beliefs. Mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with any of it. Melinda, like she mentioned, she did go to church camps every summer. We went to church camps. We would sing. I sing all the songs. songs. (laughs) We would sing songs around a campfire. And we would, um, like I said, put on plays and things like that. Yeah. I really didn't have no idea what was going on, but I had fun. (laughs) I had fun. That's all I know. I was going to say that when you and your husband started dating, Weren't you more exploratory with? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what happened is my husband, when we started dating, had like, so he wasn't really pushed in religion either, um, which I'm grateful for that I really wasn't. So I was allowed to explore a lot of things. But when we first started dating, I think he was having like his own like spiritual crisis in a way. I don't know if that's the right word or terminology. So he wanted to try like different churches. So yeah, um, we went to service at a couple churches, um, Christian, you know, uh, churches and they were cool. Um, they were the newer ones, you know, the rock music, trying to bring in the younger crowd again. Um, they were cool. What I found is we did that for what, almost a year. I would drive down here cause he found like a home church he liked. 
And we got to know the pastor really, really well. And he was younger. He was like a little bit older than us, um, but still like maybe late twenties, early thirties. And we were like mid twenties at that point. He was really cool. His wife was really cool. We would have like lunches or dinners with them, but it's when we tried to become a part of like the congregation, like really like get into the church. And we just did not click with people. They weren't very welcoming, which is so weird, right? Um, They weren't very nice to us. Uh, They didn't really talk to us, even though we would go to these events that we're supposed to be like church events and you would get to know everybody and like there would be groups and like people just like didn't engage with us at all. Um, the only one that did was like the pastor and his wife. And so we kind of just felt like really weird and awkward when we were trying to go to these events. So we stopped going. That's interesting. I mean, maybe because like I said, it was a different time when I was going to church and like the, I mean, I have an idea there. why, but um, I don't want to like, right right I, I think there was like it okay this is my opinion I am Hispanic and my husband is Middle Eastern we do not present white if that makes sense and the majority and or I'm not gonna say the majority I'm gonna say the whole congregation was like white even like not even evangelical just white Christian church and I just don't think they vibed with us mm-hmm because I it was just weird because how could we go to all these events and you knew we were there we hung out with the pastor we go to their houses for dinner and stuff and people just did not talk to us that's so weird I was just like I don't know what kind of clicky stuff this is but that just doesn't feel very welcoming if you're trying to build your community yeah and this was a very popular church in the area right so it's weird yeah but that pastor ended up leaving and so when that pastor ended up leaving it got worse for us we're like well there's yeah that was if that was the only positive interaction you were having like why would you maintain yeah so then we tried like other churches and they just weren't they didn't they didn't feel right to us because i don't think we really believe in those tenants mm-hmm. okay i'm not gonna say i don't think we believe in it we just don't believe in it <laughs> <laughs> right but you can believe in whatever you want to believe in. i don't care yeah So you guys, I guess, sort of learned that or discovered that it just wasn't a thing for you, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it just wasn't. And which is sad. Like, we did try and find places. But I think, like, kind of being, like, not welcomed. Mm -hmm. Then you just go and explore other things that you're into. Like, we you know believe in like the universe and like karma and you know just treating everybody generally with respect and love and kindness Mm -hmm. and i think you know that's supposed to be the tenets of religion right yeah yeah i think i just when i would think about i had these questions when i was younger too like in in uh bible well sunday school whatever right the belief system that people who I would ask like, well, what about people who haven't been exposed? Cause I was naive and didn't understand colonization, right? People who haven't been exposed to Christianity and you know, where did they go? Like, why is that their fault? 
kind of thing. I was asking these questions at a really young age because I didn't think that that was fair, that people would be sent to hell because they didn't know about God. You know what I mean? So for me, I think uh, that linear ideology or that black mm-hmm. and white ideology of just like, well, you know, uh, I was bothered by the fact that like you could ask for forgiveness and then shit would be forgiven kind of thing. Like if you broke one of the 10 commandments, but yet you repented and uh, then you were kind of, you know, all forgiven. For forgiven and then you can go to heaven. Well, just- okay. Let's like talk about that. So there's like an on creators on like the TikTok app or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're Christian creators and people, I guess that there was a new series on Netflix about like Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. And people were like saying that, oh, he became a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so there was forgiveness for him. And so like now he's like in heaven or now he's like their Christian brother and like they support him. And like, I was like, what in the WTF? What? Like, I feel like there's a line, right? There has to be a line. Yeah. Like, even if you believe in all that, once again, if I'm being offensive, I'm sorry. If you believe in all that, that to me is crazy. I feel like there, I feel like de facto you're not going to the good place well and it goes it follows the logic of like when they say like oh only god can judge so if john if god is making those final judgments like you you know you you are meeting at the end of whatever right you you have your meeting with god or whoever and they're saying well you know we know you repented but the the bulk of what you did is pretty bad stuff so you're gonna go to purgatory and you're gonna have to essentially be tortured until we decide that you're you're done right that's enough torture for you or you're gonna go to hell or wherever uh i just i it also goes along with the people that are saying well if only god can judge and that's his job then why are you doing so much judgment while you're here you know that's the part that bothers me if you're telling me that only God can judge these people, that's his job. Our job is to love and to try and change and help people while we're here. Then why are you also making people feel bad for their belief systems? Yeah. I just think that like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it puts a barrier between you and other people. Like you were saying, like there's a lot of judgment or preconceived notions mm-hmm. about others. When I, I feel like it's contradictory of what, it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and I think that might be the biggest thing that bothered me it's kind of like what I was saying about the church we attended is like I thought people were supposed to be welcoming and you know wanting to develop their community but like if you are directly like cutting people out of the community because they don't fit whatever your group vibe is right then how is that like really Christian or really like a positive? I only say Christian because, you know, we're in America and that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the biggest thing. I mean, I don't, we don't go to Catholic churches, so I can't speak to that. I mean, it's and, under the same umbrella of Christianity, yeah. Christian-based religion. So I'm yeah. just saying there's different facto like denominators. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I don't know. In my personal opinion, like I said, I just, I couldn't get on board with the oppressive nature of the belief system 
or the treatment of other people that I was seeing while you're trying to also preach love and kindness. Like I wasn't seeing uh, words becoming actions type thing. So yeah, I, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> I distance myself. Uh, and I don't necessarily know what my belief system is anymore. I just kind of believe in being a good, moral, decent human being and putting out positive energy into the world and, you know, apologizing when I made it, made a mistake, like just being an accountable, good, decent human being. That's my belief system. Wherever I end up going when I die, like, I'm clearly not going to have a recollection of it. So I'm not going to put all this weight and energy into it now, you know? And from what my husband says about death, because he's seen a lot of people die, Mm -hmm. he says that he's not afraid because everyone looks very peaceful at the end. Like no one looks petrified or scared. They're just kind of at peace. Yeah, I mean, having seen people pass away, like, you know, from older people to a young child due to career issue, not mm-hmm. career issues, but career choices I've had in my mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah, that's just like they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sometimes easier and sometimes harder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that spirituality is like kind of what your own personal preference is you can be a part of organized religion great Mm -hmm. you can be on your own and have your own relationship with whatever higher being you believe in or you can kind of just have the tenets of good morality and just you know be a good person to others and that's where your journey is that's what I like to think I am is just like I believe in the universe karma whatever and I just try generally to be a good person to people Yeah, I think you can be a good person regardless of a religion. Like, whether you've been exposed or not exposed, I think you're capable of... But I think people use religion as a shield of, like, I'm a good person because I am this. Right. Which does not make you that. Right. I'm saying if you've never been exposed to religion, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you can still be a good person. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like... But, like, go on whatever journey you want to go on. Like, go and try different churches out. Go and try different religions out. Go and try different belief systems out. Like, if you feel like you have to believe in something, yeah, then go and search and see what it is. Because, I mean, it is helpful for people to have a belief system in something. Yeah. Whatever it is. For my graduate program, because I went to a private Christian school. Of course you did. One of I'm the, just kidding. <laughs> one, of the, um, one of the assignments was that we had to go to services of other religions outside of our own. Because I had to pretend I was Christian to get to the school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So <laughs> as far as I know, or they know, like I was, I had a church. Like literally to apply to the school, you have to have a letter of uh wreck from a pastor of your church and things like that so a lot of papers were written about your religion and your experience with christianity anyway i had to go to um a couple different religious services and because my step family was buddhist i was familiar with somewhat of like the buddhist ideology and mm-hmm. so i attended a buddhist um service And then I also attended like a Catholic service or whatever, just to kind of compare and contrast. So 
I, you know, even in that institutional belief system, there's still room for exploration of other ideologies. You know, you're allowed Mm -hmm. to learn outside of what you've, what you, you tend to believe, right? Because there's other people on this planet, like, that don't believe what you believe, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think people need to, like, explore, like, different things learn about different things and then see what gels for you you know because there's just so many different factions of just one religion so you know you can look at a bunch of religions I mean my father-in-law um he's Iranian so he was I think was like Zoroastrian right and then he was Muslim Mm -hmm. then he was Christian and he's like a flow in his life right yeah and obviously he was I can't remember if that's the right print, but Zoroastrian or if that's the right mm-hmm. It's term. like the oldest. It's the oldest religion, yeah. essentially, in that area. So yeah. my husband's father came from like tribal families and things like that, because those were all tribal areas in Iran. Mm-hmm. And so when the Ayatollah fell, you had, not the Ayatollah, I mean, the Shah fell, the Ayatollah mm-hmm. came in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was like, islam and like the, that's when the muslim faith came into that area and that's when he converted to that what changed him is during that time he saw a lot of bad things happen mm. under that fall and uh people became radicalized but you can get radicalized in every religion remember that for sure right and so then he came to america and then you know he went and found christianity and now i think he's like just kind of on the road of just finding things out when i say like find whatever your your spectrum is religion is a spectrum spirituality is a spectrum right yeah and sometimes environments or political issues will push you either way or just like life events like i feel like some people have they have this need for community or they have a need to have hope and they, yeah. ha- they haven't found it within themselves. And so I think a lot of people cling to organized religion because it helps them kind of put the pieces together of what, you know, their hope should look like, or at least there's this, at least I can look forward to um, not being in pain anymore or whatever it may be. Like my grandmother would tell me, I'm not afraid of death because when I die, I'm going to be in heaven with my husband and I'm going to be with all the people that I care about. And so I, I saw that she had that, that positive light about surrounding death, I guess. So it wasn't like, she was like, oh, I, I got to repent because I did this or I got to do this because I got to get to heaven. It was more just like, I know that this physical life is temporary. And once it ends, then I'll be able to be with the people that I love again, kind of thing, like a revisiting, which is kind of. It's not necessarily a Christian idea, right? If you Mm -hmm. look at like some people believe in spiritual realms and karma and life cycles and things like that. So heaven doesn't necessarily have to be heaven. It could still be defined in if that's what makes your brain like understand it. But it could also just be a spiritual realm where like once your current life on this earth is done, your spirit goes to a different plane. And then waits for like another cycle kind of thing. 
Well, I think I like what you said because that's exactly what religion does. It gives people like hope mm-hmm. or belief system gives people hope. It explains things that tells them, you know, a long time ago, it's like how they explain things happened. So there is a functionality for these things. It's just that I think maybe we as a culture or we as a society might be evolving past them because a lot more people are becoming secure with who maybe they are understanding themselves, getting more mental health help. I think understanding their own self, finding like that they can build happiness within themselves. Yeah. And I think that because this, at the end of the day, this universe is, it's a vast place. Our brains, our brains cannot fathom. Like we were talking about the pillars of creation, right. That they just got that new image, kind of a clearer image, right. On the telescope. And the, the longest pillar is four light years long. Your brain can't, we have no measurement for that. Like our brains can't fathom that distance, that size, that amount of, you know, like we just can't. Mm-hmm. And so I think because there's so, there are still unknowns. Yeah. We know a lot about earth, but the universe is so vast that we don't really understand. <laughs> Basically don't know anything. In my opinion. No, we don't. <laughs> and but so, that's why I think so people you need, look for things to yeah, understand. If you need happening. this thing that helps you like center yourself and it makes sense to you, because if you get too far in the weeds, it can be, you know, kind of a, a an identity crisis or you're like, I'm not comfortable with any of this. This, this is, I'm having an existential crisis here. So <laughs> if yeah. whatever you need to do in order to kind of help manage your own emotions and your own well being, you know, that's what you need to do as an individual, I guess. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just, I think that a lot of people are working on themselves, working on figuring themselves out. And even if if the therapy, talking with yourself, having honest conversations, whatever gets you through the day, I think a lot of people are getting more secure within themselves, secure within the world they live in, understanding the world we live in, because there's so much information available that like, they're, they're able to create their own comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think spirituality, like I said before, I think it's just a spectrum. It's just like wherever you land, maybe we seek it out when we're younger. I don't know. Well, we know less. So I think we're just always on the search to understand more. And so if things can make sense and, you know, categorize things maybe in our brains a little bit better, then sure. I think what happened to me when I was younger is when we were in school, uh, a friend of ours, or I don't know if you knew him, but he committed suicide. You're talking about the one in middle school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew him. He, well, he was in band with us. Yeah. So I knew him through that. I was not friends, but we had a mutual, one of the girls in our group was like his ex-girlfriend, right? Like they Yeah, but that re- was not until like later that. I met her. I knew him because I had like classes and stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah. I never had classes. I just knew him because we yeah. were in band together. And then also because, um, like I said, his ex-girlfriend was. Yeah. His ex-girlfriend was really cool. I got to know her more in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm parlaying <laughs> this, but, um, he, you know, he committed suicide. And I remember talking to a family member that was 
very religious, mm-hmm. very, very, very religious, still is. Um, and she told me he was in hell. And I think that's when I stopped believing. Yeah. In um, organized religion or anything like that. And even when my husband wanted to go through his religious journey, I was very hesitant. Maybe that's why people don't like me because I'm very hesitant. Like I went and maybe they could feel I wasn't like in it to win it. Like I wasn't ready to buy the cow or something because I just felt like, how do you say that to how old are we? 12? Well, we've had 13. We have a gay mutual friend who our other Christian mutual friend told, well, you're going to hell because you're gay. Yeah. Flat to his face. Straight up. So I I don't again I do see the a lot of things in you know black or white but not when it comes to human beings like that's such a spectrum or just like empathy humanity people that are hurting spectrum. Yeah. yeah and I'm not gonna write someone off or or they'll be like well I don't believe in what you you know believe that's cool you don't have to but like, I don't believe in what you believe in but I'm saying they'll say like <laughs> I don't I I can't you know I can't love someone who's gay or like well, you're whatever, whatever their wording is. I don't even know what their like messaging is anymore on that. But uh, they used to say, well, I love you, but I don't love your choices. Right. That's kind of like what they would say. And to me, that's what you like tell a toddler when they like break something, not someone whose identity, sexual identity is tied to the human that they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. or like a drug addict like I love you but I don't love your choices <laughs> like that's yeah I mean it's a disease so right it's not the same as as being uh having a, a sexual identity yeah it's just <laughs> man this is a really like opening of Pandora box type it's of a, episode it's a big topic and honestly yeah. like I said we're all due respect listen I'm not trying to I don't have the answers I don't I think that's why there's so much discourse around religion is because no one has a definitive answer and that and that's since the dawn of time people can say oh I I have this belief and beliefs are the hardest things to change about a person I don't 100% 100%. I deal with cold hard facts and that's kind of what I have to do in order to get Mm -hmm. through the day but if you can believe in shit like believe in rainbows and butterflies and girl that's what i do <laughs> well because i do i th- i think karma is a big thing because i feel like maybe i don't have good karma but my husband has good <laughs> karma and i'm attached to that those coattails baby i'm writing his karmic energy all the way to the end <laughs> but because he's a very good person he's just a very good nice sweet yeah. man and he he gets rewarded in different ways yeah which to me i when i see that i see like a universe of like balance and things like that well what's the function of that behavior going back to (laughs) mental health here what's the function of that behavior is it because he's just believes in being a good person or is he trying to get to heaven do you know what i'm saying like no he doesn't i mean i don't want to put this shit out there he just believes in being a good person absolutely that's what i'm saying if the function is that you're doing it for selfish reasons that's generally why people have bad karma in my opinion a hundred percent if you're doing it just because you're like no this is we're all in in this together and we should just be decent to each other then i believe that 
good things will come to you because you're just being a good person because that's what you believe should be done. Not because you're going to get into some sky party, some sky party. (laughs) (laughs) I will probably not be attending the sky party if this is an actual thing. Um, No, he just is a good person. And, and like, he doesn't really think of people in bad ways. Like you, you really have to do something bad to get in. Yeah. Like my husband pissed off at you Yeah, for him to think of you as a bad person. He has a lot of forgiveness in his heart mm-hmm. and a lot of love for like humanity and people. Yeah. People he knows people he doesn't know. Like he has like that compassion for them. I, I have that as well. I'm just more cynical. Yeah. So that's why I have to ride his to- his coattails to the end. <laughs> no, but I think he gets rewarded in like opportunity or like when we were really struggling because we were both going to school and stuff, like money would just magically come to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gets lucky a lot. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's luck or if it's just good karma coming back to him. I don't know. He struggled a lot when he was younger, like with health issues mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. maybe he went through his trials early and he's, I don't know what it is, but he's got some type of lucky star he's under. Yeah. I really truly believe that, but I do think it's cause he's a good person. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not a good person. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think that <laughs> that's not true. I think when we like, we usually get, we put like these ideas out into the world. That's also what his thing is. It's he's a big proponent of positive thinking mm-hmm. and only putting out like positive ideas and meditation. Yeah. He loves meditation. That takes a, so much focus. I don't that man that. can meditate. I don't know. But let me mind. tell you, I don't have the quiet mind to do that. I don't either. And no. like they say, like, you know, as a I therapist, have too many intrusive thoughts. Damn right, I do. So do you. <laughs> Um, as a therapist, you know, you teach people to meditate, you teach them mm-hmm. the relaxation, breathing methods and techniques. And let me, I, they don't work on me. Yeah. So I a hundred percent understand when my clients are like, that doesn't work. I'm like, I believe you. I mean, deep breathing, deep breathing will works for me, but it's only because of like anxiety. Like you have to, you have, you're experiencing it currently. Right. Though. Like you have to respond physically to it. Like I don't mm-hmm. have a calm if I'm, but what I'm saying if is I'm when people are trying to like include that into their life, yeah. like doing like the different deep breathing techniques, yeah. if you're not actively in it, yeah, it doesn't work for some people. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to do the meditative deep breathing, like relaxation yeah. techniques as a coping skill, that doesn't always work. But for him works like a charm. This man just like goes into a body of water, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. meditates for like 20 minutes, comes out and he's like a brand new spirit. And then like whatever positive energy or like positive thoughts he puts out there, it works out the way he meditated. Manifest it. Thank you. He believes in that yeah. manifestation. Yeah. So like I can be cynical and negative and he gets super pissed off at me mm. because he's like, you're going to put out bad energy. And then, you know, you're going to manifest all this negative da, 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 da. And he's like, I'm on this road. You got to just do this. And I'm like, that's not my brain works. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely good to have like the balance it's because a balance. he he's bringing the positive energy. Yeah. He's he's got to work overtime for my cynicalness, <laughs> <laughs> but it works for him. He's a happy man. Most of the time he has really bad anxiety, but mm-hmm. 
He gets through it. That's good. All right. I think we're going to wrap this one up. So if you want to leave us any comments, I mean, I know we're kind of opening a can of worms, but again, we're trying to be as respectful as we can. We're not. And these are our personal experiences, yeah. our personal views. It doesn't mean like anything. Like I said, like try everything yeah. within yeah. spirituality. Whatever works spectrum. for you. Whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. Whatever connects with you. Great. Yeah, exactly. So our Gmail is talesfromsuburbiapod at gmail.com. And of course we have our Instagram, which is Tales from Suburbia Podcast. And then we also have the, the TikToks. <laughs> the TikTokers. The TikTok. Well, Cam's is the better one. Like yeah. he's doing great things doing on great. his haunted tales from suburbia TikTok. Yeah. Let us know if you liked our collab too. You know, I mean, it would have gone out last month when this airs, but let us know if you want more of those as well. Yeah. So far, like people have been giving yeah. feedback that they liked it. I I enjoyed it. It was cool to hear a ghost story yeah. or whatever, the historical content behind yeah, it. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening in and we'll talk at you next time. Bye. Bye.